Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare Podcast Series. I'm Bobby Zarr, Vice President of Healthcare Strategy for UPerform. Today, I'm joined by Dr. C.T. Lynn, who is here to discuss the importance of ongoing training and support in the EHR, including UC Health's innovative approach to training with their UPerform Learning Assistant. Dr. Lynn is the Chief Medical Information Officer at UC Health. UC Health is one of Chime's most wired level 10 systems made up of 12 hospitals and 900 clinics across the Rocky Mountain region. Dr. Lynn is a professor of medicine at the University of Colorado and is a board-certified internal medicine and clinical informaticist. While seeing the internal medicine patient, Dr. Lynn also facilitates workshops on excellence in communication to reduce burnout and improve outcomes. His national awards include Healthcare IT Innovator and Electronic Physician of the Year. In addition to these qualifications, I can tell you that Dr. Lynn is an all-around great human being, devoted husband and father, blogger, ukulele enthusiast, and talented songwriter. Dr. Lynn, welcome, and thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. I appreciate the time to be here. Well, let's jump right in. Got a lot to cover here. Uh, you've been a champion for helping providers become more efficient than EHR users uh, for many years. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your involvement in Sprint Optimization Project at UC Health and what you found improves the EHR satisfaction and usability? So we've been uh, running Sprint programs, which is the our electronic health record optimization program since 2017. So we're into our fifth year now. Um, and what we've understood from this work is that really 20% of improving the EHR for a particular clinic or for a particular uh, clinician is uh, technical improvement. 80% is training of the end user. Uh, despite the fact that most people go, hey, can you come in here and just fix this thing? Turns out most of the work is fixing how you use your tools more effectively. Um, one, one of the temptations for clinicians is, oh, good, Sprint is coming to town so I can leave for two weeks. And when I come back, it's all done. And the answer is, no, actually, we want to work with you. It's you that we need to make the intervention on. It's your teamwork. The tool is sort of a sidelight, and it's, it's how your team functions best together. So it's really about training. And then at the end of Sprint, you know, people get it. Uh, at the end of Sprint, we're like, you're leaving already? And when can you be back? Because we could use this again next month. And we have to tell them, based on our current funding, since we have, you know, six, 900 clinics, depending on how you count, uh, count them, uh, we'll be back in about three to five years. So we've done one cycle through everyone so far, uh, but there is a clamor for lots more training going forward. Awesome. Yeah, that matches with what we've seen uh, uh, with studies out there that uh, report that 50% of the satisfaction in the EHR uh, is uh, based on training. Uh, if the training goes well, if their training is uh, well organized, uh, and if they have ongoing training and support, their satisfaction with the EHR is much higher uh, than if they don't. So with that, uh, we know that the providers tend to be struggling uh, because of the lack of training, as you said, uh, out there. So how do you identify those providers who may be struggling with the uh, uh, EHR and how do you intervene with those? You know, I, I think there's three ways we really get at it. Um, I want to talk about onboarding. I want to talk about our in-basket redesign in terms of messaging. And I want to talk about our chief wellness officer and our partnership with uh, other parts of the organization that are interested in doing the same thing. From an onboarding perspective, we've blown apart our training, and I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more later, but the idea is that um, 
you don't get a login until your initial training is complete, and that allows us to do sort of just-in-time, self-paced learning. And then after that, we have follow-up training, and then we have intervals of training that your login is at risk if you don't complete all the components of it. It's just that we're not going to do it all on the first day anymore. And we can talk about that in a few more minutes. Secondly, we're redesigning the in-basket, right? One of the statistics we've uh, very disappointedly, very surprisingly uh, noted is that there has been over a 350% increase in incoming messages from patients over the course of the pandemic. If we compare 2019 monthly volume, we used to receive about 50,000 messages per month. We now exceed 183,000 incoming messages per month. And the question is, how are we going to address that? Right now, the clinicians deal with it at, you know, during pajama time, somewhere between 5 p.m. and midnight. And how can we not burn clinicians out by having to handle this increased volume? We have a lot of work we're doing to try to redesign that work. And then finally, um, we have a chief wellness officer now who is addressing burnout, who is addressing cognitive load and how can we design our work so that we get the EHR burden as far out of the picture as possible so we can focus back on caring for the patient. Wow. Yeah, with the providers experiencing heightened levels of uh, burnout, uh, especially during the pandemic, uh, but even uh, uh, before the pandemic, I believe that the burnout was uh, starting to uh, rear its head. Uh, How do you recommend uh, uh, training teams engage providers in their EHR improvement and training efforts? Well, first of all, I do want to acknowledge that the spectrum of burnout is quite quite broad. Um, we believe that between 10 and 20% of folks will resist training for one of a number of reasons. The, you know, uh, there's about a tenth of our clinicians who are so burned out that when we come to town and we say, we're here to help improve your practice efficiency, they go, you know what, nothing's going to help and they close their door in our face. And those folks probably have other interventions that we need to go after uh, to, to, to retain them and to, to improve them. But we think about burnout and the EHR burden sort of in three buckets. One is governance. Does your leadership support that we need to you know, create a healthier work, workplace for you? Second is practice efficiency. That's where we come in and we talk about reducing the burden, teaching you to be more efficient with this new procedure, this new tool that you have. And then part of it's personal resilience. If you've just emptied your tank and you've given everything, there's nothing left. Well, no amount of efficiency training is going to get you out of that. So we think about that in a holistic, tripartite way, and we think we need to address all of those components at the same time. We want to try to give providers their sense of purpose back. People went into healthcare to help patients, and fundamentally, it's an amazing mission that we have. We've just sort of exhausted uh, people's buckets, and how do we pull ourselves back out of it? Um, and the concern that, uh, that we have is that people look at the EHR and think about the record part of it, right? They think that uh, the EHR is, is that thing that I have to go and pick up the chart and scribble something in it as an afterthought after I've done care. And we have to flip people's opinion about that to say, no, it's not just something you scribble and go get, you know, get something billed for. It's more something where 
you're actually using this to take care of patients. The better we use the electronic health record, the more that the tool can help you. It's more of a colleague rather than an afterthought. It, it reminds you, it nudges you, it, 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 it tries to reduce your chance of prescribing error. Or right now we're trying to develop um, predictive analytics so we can detect sepsis or we can detect deterioration before the clinician can because the clinician's doing other important things. So by being a better partner to the EHR, the EHR can be better partner back to you. Yeah, you're uh, singing my song now. Um, I've always been a proponent of uh, taking the R out of EHR because I just think it connotates uh, uh, the scribe, the uh, paperwork uh, that uh, people feel that they're burdened down with the electronic health record system out there. Um, I know that the training can help with the, uh, uh, the efficiency side. Not much we can help with on the personal resilience uh, or governance. Uh, speaking specifically to training, why is there such a resistance to training from providers when it's been proven to help them reduce burnout and improve satisfaction? Um, I, I think clinicians think, well, I've already got it, right? I've been using this thing forever. I know how it works. Um, and uh, unfortunately, what people usually do when they start using a record is they get to a certain level of proficiency and then they stop. What's the minimum amount of attention I can pay to the electronic health record and get by? And they feel like, well, I already learned it one way. I'm just going to stick with that. Even if it's 17 clicks to do the thing that, you know, we have shortcuts for everything. But that's good enough because I really want to focus on the patient. Um, I'm too busy to learn to be more efficient. And, and so that's the challenge we have to overcome. Yeah. Well, I understand the, uh, the busy and uh, uh, part of it. I heard that all the time uh, as well. I'm too busy. Well, if you're too busy to spend, you know, 30 minutes to save, you know, 30 hours a week, then, uh, you know, we got to figure out something here to be able to find the time uh, out there because it is valuable. Um, UC Health recently implemented UPerform, uh, a just-in-time learning and support platform as part of its training strategy. Uh, how has it uh, enhanced your training program? Well, um, this has been a big deal for us. Um, we've recently sat down and sort of rethought the way that we do training and onboarding in a, in a big way, not, not sort of tinkering at the edges. We're sort of blowing everything up. And, and we, we think that classroom training is a dinosaur concept. I think we're done with classroom training. You know, no one was ever happy with classroom training. But first of all, sitting in a classroom for eight hours, not happy. No one's happy. But on top of that, we have a mixture of learners. We have sort of post-millennials who they, you know, I, I can touch everything. I'm a digital native. I know what, what all the menus do. I figured it out already in the first, you know, half hour of training. And then we have aging boomers like myself. Wait, 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 that's too fast. Can, can you go back? And so no one's happy. It's either too fast, it's too slow. It's not at the pace that anyone wants to go at. And we do have tools for self-paced learning. And you performs a large part of that strategy. And if you've used Epic before, um, the EHR before, you can run through the training quickly and go, yep, I got it. Yep, I know that one. Yep, wait a minute. That's different for me. You know, UC Health has configured this differently. I can spend some time thinking about it. And we have about two and a half, three to almost three hours of material that you can do in half the time or less if you're experienced with the EHR. But we no longer do a test out. We think that so many people who use the EHR um, at best use maybe 25, 30% of the tools available and going through that refresher, even for experienced folks, can be very powerful. And UPerform lets us do that in a good way. That's awesome. 
sounds like you guys are already driving the future. Um, that's uh, some hospitals, some organizations may think that's too far out there already. Um, I personally don't think so. I think that uh, you're just now on the cutting edge of where you should be going uh, uh, with your training program. Given that, based upon where you are today, knowing you're probably light years ahead of many organizations um, out there, what does the future look like uh, for your organization? Well, we want to augment this training even further. So we're on this journey. We think we've redesigned 80% of it. There's lots more to do. Um, what we're trying to do is get people to a point where, A, we help you with the with the technical tool. So we, we plan, let's say for we're onboarding a new provider, our, our, our stance right now is you have sort of classroom 101 and, or, or learning 101. The 101 is one hour with a group of uh, new onboarding clinicians, and it's how do you use your two-factor authentication and set up that app on your smartphone. It's how do you set up your dictation software on the smartphone so that this becomes a microphone for what goes into the EHR. It's um, how to download the, for Epic, it's the Haiku app where there are smart tools that on the go, mobile, you can do these things. And that configuration does sometimes need a trainer to go, wait, how do I configure this to make it work? And that's, you know, that's the one hour spent uh, in person. Then we have the Uperform self-paced learning, which can be up to three hours, at the end of which, Here's your login. Go start taking care of patients. So in as quick as about two hours, you go from, I need to get trained to, I can start taking care of patients. And then at seven days, we have another tool called Amplifier, and we're putting the two tools as complementary tools, and we call that sort of pothole training. And it's required that you set your appointment to come back and do your seven days uh, pot, pothole training for 30 minutes. There's 27, 25 topics that if you don't get this right, you know, this is going to affect the way you deliver care. For example, you know, there's things in Epic that are hard to do. Um, I'm discharging a patient and I want to give them IV antibiotics to go home with. Do you know how to do that? We're going to ask you questions on how to do that. And if you don't know, we teach you during that session and, okay, great, I got it. That's our seven day. Then we have a touch base at, six, at 30 days and at 60 days and at 90 days. And you have an in-person 101 coach who sits with you and makes sure that we're looking at your performance and we're trying to optimize your performance. We've now taken that eight hours you would have spent in classroom all at once where you're not paying attention after the first two hours and brought adult learning theory into it with intermittent reinforcement, which I think works quite well. Wow. Yeah, I can see that impacting uh, uh, not only burnout, but uh, uh, helping you guys be more efficient because uh, turnover is going to happen no matter what we do. Uh, and it's going to be really important to bring those guys onto the floor, caring for patients faster uh, than they ever have. And yeah. uh, I think uh, the pandemic has shown us that uh, we need to be able to get uh, providers and hospital systems who are agile, who are able to adapt quickly, very, learn quickly, things change. And so, you know, we've become an all of the above uh, uh, type of uh, organization where previously in healthcare, we were really a closed mindset. Here's how we do it. Here's our applications. Here's our systems. You know, and somebody would bring something radical like a YouTube video and say, we don't allow you to access YouTube. Don't give me that. Uh, we put those blinders on. 
Um, sounds like you guys are taking that all of the above approach. If a technology works, if it can have a positive impact, uh, let's take a look at it. You know, um, we, we have to be willing to disrupt ourselves, you know, before the industry disrupts us. And we thought, you know, class A, we're tired of classroom. B, what, what things can we do to apply to this, um, uh, to the onboarding? Um, we actually were able to take what I've described and apply that to about 350 new residents in June. And that scales very well. And the feedback has been, you know what? I was expecting to sit in a classroom for, for a full day and I was done in about you know, two and a half hours and I'm out seeing patients. And, and that's been very, very well received. Well, I'm a big follower on your blog. Uh, so I know that the, you've embraced uh, uh, technology uh, like social media, uh, even platforms like TikTok. Uh, how have those new platforms changed the way you think about uh, education and more importantly, effective communication? Well, um, my, my kids constantly tell me that I'm the dinosaur. And so it is humbling uh, to see what kids can point out to you. And I recently looked at TikTok and uh, the, uh, the comparison between, well, I'll, I'll admit that uh, years past, back in 2011, in order, I'm an internal medicine physician and I want to explain things in excruciating detail. And I actually am not proud of the fact that I had a 14 minute a video, a comprehensive video of how you use the electronic health record to see an outpatient um, with every possible sort of variation included in my video. And, you know, what's the uptake? Well, it uh, turns out uh, I, I uh, uh, you know, maybe a single digit number of viewers uh, for my 14 minute video. On the, on the other hand, you know, Chef Ming Tsai, one of the iron chefs, uh, now has a TikTok channel. And in 60 seconds, he'll teach you how to cook a complex a dish. And if they can do that in 60 seconds, what are we doing at 14 minutes? I mean, some of these videos are 15 seconds long. How can we take what the new thing is to repackage how we train? And, and I think there's an opportunity there. You know, how can we deliver something in one minute that might save you, every, you know, half an hour every day going forward? Why aren't we taking advantage of these sorts of innovations? So that's where we're going next, I think. That is awesome. So, you mentioned the uh, uh, coming from your residents training out there and uh, some uh, uh, response from them. Have you had feedback from uh, uh, other providers since UC Health made this transition to uh, virtual training and implemented uh, in-application help in Epic? Oh, yeah. So we've, we've heard feedback from our, our learners, um, and I've never heard this in the context of training before. Like, that was fun. Can I take it again? Uh, you know, th that's amazing that we have uh, a feedback from clinicians like that. And then the fact that I was surprised I didn't have to sit through eight hours. I could be out there practicing in as short as a couple of hours. Um, th those things have been helpful as well. We did have some stumbles right in the beginning. We didn't necessarily schedule their seven day out follow-up, their 30 day out follow-up, their 60 day out follow-up. And as we started to email clinicians who were already seeing patients, we couldn't get their attention again. I'm off to the races. I got my login and haha, -ha, you know, we're, we're, we're all set. Um, and, and what we've now done is we remind, cl uh, onboarding clinicians, you know, you're not done with training until you take the 102, the 103, the 104 class, all of these things out to 90 days. And by scheduling them at the beginning, people know it's already on their calendar. They can't miss it. And their login is at risk of being redacted if they don't complete training. And so now everything's working well. We've got about a 99% sort of adherence to all of the meetings, and we're getting really good feedback from that sequence uh, of a deconstructed training. So that's gone well. That's great. One of the best posts I read on your uh, blog that uh, I've actually saved and uh, 
I cut it up and uh, started working on it myself is your failure resume. Um, <laughs> that's just a tremendous concept for me. And it's humbling, but it also uh, uh, enables me to, you know, measure my attempts as well. It's not about the failure. It's about the, uh, the attempts. And so uh, in the failure, you realize, hey, we made an attempt that didn't work. Uh, let me try something different uh, and keep pushing forward. Uh, I know that uh, that's one of your uh, uh, tenants out there. But other than, you know, I know you've learned some things from your failures and successes out there. What advice would you give to other organizations who are struggling with specifically clinician satisfaction and burnout with the EHR? Yeah. Um, I, I think fundamentally you have to think about, you know, are you willing to disrupt yourself? Are you willing to disrupt the way that things have operated before in the past? Um, the good news is from a classroom training perspective, uh, the tools are available now to be able to blow apart the old dinosaur concept of everyone has to sit in a class. I mean, even with the pandemic, there's no classroom anymore. Uh, there's no place where you can sit 30 people in a room with two large screen monitors where you can learn on one screen and practice on the other. People are learning it on their laptops at home. Uh, people are learning it you know, on the go. How, how do we meet people where they are? And I think there's lots of tools, including Uperform, uh, that are worth having a strong look at to see what opportunities we have to redesign our, ourselves. Same thing for sprint optimization. Are you thinking about um, refreshing uh, the skills of your clinicians, right? Can you, can you paradigm shift your clinicians from the EHR is a record that's, a, that's an anchor responsibility that I have to do at the end of care instead of thinking about this is a scalpel that I need to be more skilled at. This thing can do a tremendous number of things. I'm only using 10, 20, 25% of the tool that this thing can do. You know, how can I be a much more effective user so that it can help me be a better clinician? These are the types of things you need to sort of blow apart your, your previous expectations and put it back together. Um, and then we, we need to embed them in the tools going forward. One of the precepts that we're thinking about sort of next step is not only should our training be much briefer, video-based and sort of self-paced, but can we put the road signs on the road and not in the garage, right? So many things, We here's your training, so now I'm gonna go store it in the, in the training library and I hope you can find it if you type the right keywords. We wanna put those road signs that are stored in the garage right on the roadside. So you get to a point where you go, yeah, I'm at discharge. There was that thing about how to prescribe IV antibiotics. Oh, look, that little, little uh, you know, information I button is right there. Click, oh, this is how you prescribe IV antibiotics. It's a little bit tricky. So it should be right there at the time that I'm struggling. We're looking to try to embed all of these things in the EHR that way. Yeah, I would say that the uh, embedded, what we call our uh, in-application help has been uh, one of the biggest impacts of Uperform. Uh, you can have all the content in the world. Uh, you can do all the you know, wonderful things with it, um, you know, animation, gamification, dancing bears, all that stuff uh, for it. You know, even 60 second TikTok videos. If you don't deliver it where the user needs it, when they need it, it's really useless because people aren't going to go back to something to just sit in their spare time reading through a learning management system, reading through a SharePoint site, you know, reading through their document uh, library. They want to know what they need to know when they need to know it. And so your concept of signs on the roadways are great. And then in addition to that, the pothole type learning is, you know, you're going to be on that road, but you're going to hit some speed bumps along the way. We want to stop you at that speed bump say, okay, let's do a check real quick. Here's what you need to know. Uh, those are tremendous concepts. So 
I do appreciate the uh, uh, feedback and the input from you. Uh, anything else uh, you'd like to share before we uh, uh, jump in? I think that uh, we may even have time for a song. <laughs> Uh, if you're willing, I have a ukulele song for you. That would be great. We'll take a minute here to uh, have a song from Dr. C.T. Lynn. And all these are on his blog as well, I'm sure. I welcome yes. You. So this one's called Epic Man. She checked my templates last night, pre-flight, zero hour, 8 a.m. And I'll be deep in my in-basket by then I miss paper charts so much I miss my life It's lonely in hyperspace On such a timeless flight I think it's gonna be a long, long time Before I make another ever again I'm not the man they think I am at all No, no, no I'm an epic man Epic man riding episode notes up here alone Paper ain't the kind of place to write your notes In fact, it's illegible and there's no one here can read them if you did And all these screens I don't understand It's just my job five days a week Epic man, epic man I think it's gonna be a long, long time Before I make another error again I'm not the man they think I am at all No, no, no I'm an epic man Epic man Writing episode notes up here alone And I think it's gonna be a long, long time And I think it's gonna be a long, long time that was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm sure that uh, everybody that uh, is on mute, you can't hear them or, uh, or clapping right now. It's uh, uh, great. And that's probably going to be much better than that. Uh, uh, the TV commercial you see where the guy says, and this is going to get hundreds and hundreds of views. I'm sure that uh, uh, this is going to get many more than that. And uh, uh, the wisdom in that song, too. I just uh, uh, they say there's wisdom in song and that definitely is uh, showing it. So. Well, this wraps up our conversation for today. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, both the uh, your wisdom, your words, and your song uh, for us. Your many talents are amazing, and we look forward to continuing this journey with you as a, a partner uh, and as a friend. So thank you so much, Dr. Lynn. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by UPerform. UPerform is a just-in-time learning and support platform that bolts onto your EHR, ERP, HCM, and other enterprise apps to centralize software training and support. With tools that accelerate content creation and delivery, UPerform empowers users with the right access to the right information at the right time, specific to their role, creating more productive users and increasing clinician satisfaction. You can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting the Becker's podcast page at beckershospitalreview.com.